Then I call my mother's boyfriend, have him come down, picks me up, takes me to AutoZone. <clears throat> of course, we don't have the tools, so we have to go to his house, get tools. I don't have tools. I'm not a fucking handyman. Jesus. Go to AutoZone. The guy's like, which truck is it? I tell him 2020 Tundra TRD Pro. He's like, there's three different batteries for that truck. I'm like, will the VIN help? He's like, no. I was like, we'll just pick the most expensive one. It's probably the one. And he was like, why is that? I'm like, because I always like the most expensive one. And it was. It was. I took it and it worked. So <clears throat> that was that. Drove back home. I was I was in a white shirt. I, I, I thought about wearing it because it had like grease on it. So I was leaning over doing man oh, shit. Drama dusty. I was out doing man shit. You don't even understand. And I can't figure out this fucking man shit. Your mother's boyfriend picked you up. (laughs) That's man shit. And he had to bring the tools too. Really, I was a, you have to understand something, Ron. I'm a supervisor. Okay. I don't, I don't need to be out swinging the ax. I just point at the tree. That tree needs to come down. I understand. That battery must be replaced. I know how you feel. So the reason I had to go on this rant is because now I've ordered food because I have not eaten all day. I've had one shake. So those of you who do not like watching me eat while muted, while someone else is talking, Scott will put a timestamp. Dusty starts eating at 48 minutes. Just make sure you start eating after I finish. I've had a a similar day, (laughs) and that's why the food's (laughs) happening right now. (laughs) See? So if you don't like it, hate Scott right now. Hate me around 48 minutes because we just put the order in. Oh, goodness. So, yeah, Ron, you're the only saint here. Don't forget, all of this rant was brought to you by Mutant. They're supporting the show and my fucking rants. And Scott, they probably paid for that meal Scott's eating right now. And, uh, yeah, Dusty20 is the best discount code you can use at IamMutant.com. The second best. Right. It's Big Ron 20, but that one's a little less discount. Let's start the show. (laughs) Well, yeah. That's a pretty good intro, Dusty. That's good. We have to do, uh, it's episode 163. Because episode 162 comes out on Tuesday. Yeah. I, yeah I'm, I'm going to put this to a vote. We should probably not. There's no reason to really say what episode number it is. I know that you like to say it, Ron, but it is. Uh, I just thought it was part of the plan. We never really discussed it. It's no, not I know. my idea. Oh, okay. Well, let's just not do it then. You don't sometimes, keep track of the number? Sometimes. Well, I keep track in my head just because I've, it's part of the intro, but. It yeah, wasn't we, like I put it in there like, I'm going to say the number that's important to me. <laughs> I didn't Can know. We, I just sort of say like, like, how about yeah, this? Well, you this know, is you, 163, you get, you get, then Ron can something. say, we've done this 162 times before. Yeah, at least. Yeah. But say that. At le- yeah, because at, at least. least I could keep Minus track because I can't believe. We fucked up. Well, and I can't the other believe that people are still watching, so I like to know the number that they're hanging on to. You know, the other thing is, is that yeah. sometimes, like, I have that other episode, but say this episode is so good, 
It's just like, we can't wait. We got to get that story out about Dusty dealing with his battery. It has to go now. Man shit. Then I have to go in and edit the part where you say episode 163 because then, you know, see what I'm right. saying? So, well, so mm. technically, I, I understand. Um, in the real world, nobody would care. If no. In the wrong order. Oh, one part. Somebody's one, like, yeah. you one motherfuckers. Comment, our guests would. One comment. You guys can't count. What the yeah. fuck is this? Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. You know? Well, Canadian you're up to some counts. trickery with him out of order. This is trickery. <laughs> what did you do? It's like a Tarantino yeah. movie. Okay. So let's let's drop the number. I'm totally fine okay. with that. Okay. You know? Good. I actually Good. was putting the number in because I didn't want to disappoint you guys. I thought, like, if I get the number wrong. Look at that. Like, you know? Look at that. That so communication. Yeah. So, Scott, anytime you, want to take, any, anytime you want to take work away and make my life... <laughs> easier do that's less. fine like right, any yeah. other things you want me to drop just saying, not I doing can just stop yeah. doing the whole intro yeah we can just come on like so how's your breakfast yeah. and not say a word <laughs> about like what show they're watching or what what we got going on you know i'm fine with that all right you know okay so it's uh it's an episode <laughs> that's all we know we've done many before one. there's lots more coming and you know maybe one day There'll be a big number that we know of, and we'll say it, but today's number is yeah. not important. How's that? And we got Dusty Hanshaw here, not a mechanic. And um, we have Scott McNally, our producer, uh, wearing the Metallica font True Nutrition shirt. Yes. I'm a big fan of Metallica shirt. font. This shirt is at yeah. that age, too, where I've washed it so many times. That actually, when I picked it up today, I was like, this is so soft. It's like that perfect It looks like a real in. concert shirt. It kind of does, right, doesn't like an it? Old concert shirt that you yeah. don't want to get rid of. You got yeah, this yeah, in '84. Yeah. Okay. What's the oldest concert shirt you have? Mm. Do you have any real concert shirts? Were you that guy? I never could afford them, honestly, because they were like regular t-shirts were like twelve ninety nine at the time when I was a kid, and then a concert shirt was yeah. like thirty bucks, and I'm like, oh, I already spent all my money on this ticket and weed and acid, you know? Yeah, valid, and yeah, all that, yeah. See, the thing with concert shirts was I bought a few back in the day because I just really wanted to, like, partake in the whole, like, buy a concert shirt, right? Yeah. So I'd go up to the thing and I'd get a double XL because that's all they have, right? No, it wouldn't fit. Sometimes if, sometimes if you're lucky, if you get there early, they got some threes and fours because there's a lot of big fat people go to metal <laughs> shows and stuff, right? You get those, like, they'll have a handful of big sizes. But most of the time I go up there, double X is all they have, and you buy it. But it's like an old school Gildan. Mm. So when you put it on, it doesn't fit. No. And then you just never wear it. Yeah. Yeah. Truth. That was my concert shirt experience. Okay. So I got I put up a question box. Ooh. Oh, we got to do like, share, subscribe. There's that. Comment. Ring the bell. There we comment go. with we're questions. We're keeping that, I assume, right? We're keeping that. We should. We need it. We need We that. all wondered why you were doing that as well. All the shit you've been doing, we just didn't know why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why does Ron do all this random stuff? We didn't want any of this. <laughs> I don't know how it got the name for the show. It's just bodybuilding. We never talk about bodybuilding. Anyways. <laughs> no. Did you see we got another comment on that last week? I did. Goes, it's just bodybuilding. Yeah. But you actually never finished answering a question about bodybuilding. You failed yeah. to answer the one bodybuilding question. <laughs> that was good. I read that and I was like, I, oh, shit, I think I'm that's true. This, yeah. So here's the stage I'm at in my life. I, I'm not making anybody any promises. That's, 
That's where I am now. I'm just like, you get what you get. I'm here. I'll be here tomorrow, too. I'll be here. Today. I'll show up. I'll do my thing. I'll get my stuff done, but I'm not making any promises about extras. You know? Beyond that, yeah. Extras being like covering the things that the show is about. Right. Um, anyways. <laughs> I will be here with but a you... camera and a microphone. Yeah. That's but you did do that. a question box, which is why I did not do one. Mm. Because I, I saw Ron box. had one, and I was a little behind the eight ball. Yeah. And I foresaw the fact that I would have a battery die later. So that was it. <clears throat> Do we have questions? Good questions already from you, Scott. We have YouTube. some YouTube questions. And <clears throat> also I wanted to just mention, I saw this morning, I rolled over, looked at my phone and then I started scrolling on YouTube and I saw Jamie, the giant, he had posted a new video. He was like, Hey, my trip to Canada. So I didn't watch the yeah. whole thing because I was just waking up, but I saw him in his hotel and he was like, hey, I just got back from West Coast Iron. I had to text Ron to tell him it was such a cool gym. Uh, and and he said, he was like, and I smoked a spliff, a few spliffs the other day. He was like, and I've never done that before in my life. Like a day of traveling. I think I was up for about 32 hours. So I spent the first two days like catching up on sleep and... Had a few spliffs. I've never, 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 never smoked weed in my life. But to be honest with you, it's uh, it's quite nice. <laughs> in terms of like helping you switch off and sleep at this stage in prep, it's proven a very handy tool to be able to have. Hey, and it's legal in Canada, so thank you very much, Ron, for the hookup. Um, it's something that we may consider trying to get our hands on in the UK. We will see. The laws are a bit different there, but it's uh, very easily accessible, so we will see. But anyway, I did... I have to ask, were you there for this? Uh, so, and if so, he was like, I kind of, uh, I liked so the it. Thing is, <laughs> so the thing is, in Vegas, yes, Dusty and I, <laughs> we kind of ruined Jamie the Giant. <laughs> I would like to say we enhanced him, but enhanced okay. his life. I don't know. His it, life you'd is have to better check back in a couple now. of years and see where he is in life. Because yeah. people who start smoking weed when they're thirty-six, either they really step it up because they're enlightened, yeah, or it's just just the beginning of the end. Yeah. Everything just yeah. comes apart. So we're gonna keep a close eye on Jamie because uh, <laughs> I'm waiting for so, his wife to call me. He's a, he's back in England now, okay. and and I know that he's looking for weed. Okay, he's gonna be like, I'm gonna have to get some of this. It's just for the prep, though. And I could tell I'm waiting yeah. for his wife to call me. She's gonna call me and be like, "What the fuck did you do?" <laughs> he's wow, such a bad influence. Angry British accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the we got him in is, Vegas. Though, Scott, it was it wasn't on purpose, okay? Because yeah. all that happened was we made a trip to a weed store in Vegas. Yeah, Ron. Yeah, and just I. me and Dusty <clears> minding our own business. Which, by the way, we met a fan in in the weed shop store. In the pick, weed store. Pictures in the weed store. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! Happened. Be fair, Dusty. Take take full credit, Dusty. He was more your fan. He didn't even. He looked at me and he was like, "Oh hey," but he was a fan of Dusty. He was like, "Dusty, okay. I follow you on IG," oh, and I no knew you would be at this weed shop. Um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so we, so we go to the weed shop. Uh -huh. And the original idea, and I don't really know how I got astray from this, was I had handed Ron $100 because I thought he was going. And Ron bought the weed last time. 
So I was like, a hundred should cover us for three nights. Yeah, okay. Get you then we end up over there, and I was with him, and somehow I spent the max amount you could buy. And yeah, Ron like, bought you, you more. You can't buy any more than this. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they actually yeah, took Dusty's some of like, my I'll order take two off. of those, three of those, two of those, two of those. And they're like, oh, you're at your, your limit. You can't buy any more than that. Huh. And he's like, oh, I guess I'm done shopping. <laughs> I didn't know they had a limit. <clears throat> and then Ron bought yeah. more. So then... The, the second morning, the morning after, Jamie was like, oh, I'm just not sleeping great. And I was like, oh, well, we could help you with that. And later, we didn't know pressure. Of course, know, yeah. No pressure. Later that night, he was like, so you guys are going to smoke some weed? And I was like, sure, come outside. And we split <laughs> one joint. That's it, right, Ron? Pretty one. big joint, though. It was one of those nice big yeah. like, store-bought owners, you know? And this is, like, and, after yeah. my time. Like, smoke a joint when I smoked weed, like, in 93 was different weed no, this than, one's like, than this one's like weed today. 50% oh, these yeah. are, what, what was that? Called? It was infused. No, so this is also infused. Yeah, it infused. was an infused joint. Yeah, Good God. So what does that mean? Like, 54% THC? Holy shit. That one? I don't remember. It's, like, one of those fancy joints where it's, like, dipped in kiff and... You know, they fucking spray it with hash oil and dip it in in fucking kiff. And, it's, you know, it's like a fancy joint that's got, like, powder stuck to the outside of it because it's all, like, this super strong. Way you know after I mean? my Those, time. Way after my time. Oh, yeah. It's a yeah. show stoppers. <laughs> so we, gave, we, got, we introduced him to that, and then I handed him an extra one because we were going to go out and have a cheat meal. And as we were leaving, I think Ron looked at me and he goes, I think he's going to smoke that before we get back because he had said he was going to wait. And I was like, "Oh yeah, he is." And sure as shit, we're we're leaving we're leaving the restaurant, and we get a picture of him in the backyard with a joint in his mouth. What did he say? Like, something like, "I love this shit" or something. Something. <laughs> I'm gonna get some sleep. Yeah. Oh man. So 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 wait, wait, it gets better. Though. Went well. So it gets better though. You forget about there's another stage to this story, where he decides he's gonna get his own. Uh oh. Okay. Okay. Which we have more than enough. Yeah. But Jamie is a guy, much like, honestly, Ron and myself, he wants to make sure the, the level is even. Absolutely. And uh, so he has a gentleman. I'm not going to name anyone's name because that would be not acceptable. But I will say that his namesake dated Jennifer Lopez. And he is in the bodybuilding arena. And he was the first ever Mr. Olympia in the men's physique division anyways <laughs> so if you can't figure out that that's mark anthony then you're an idiot um so oh god <laughs> mark, mark anthony comes and gets jamie to take him shopping <laughs> and loads him up with everything including edibles jamie comes so now back jamie's got edibles bag. We're like ha we're like two days into the trip already. We only got like three days left. Yeah. Jamie comes back with a shopping bag. Holy shit! I'm like, how much is in there? And he's like, oh, I got all these gummies. Yeah. And I got all these joints, and I got all this, and I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a lot. so somehow Ron and I happened. got blamed for this. Ron and I get blamed for this somehow. Now we, I feel, I didn't feel like no one's. We're losing your sound. Yeah, sounds going weird for a minute here. And well, then Jamie means? decides that last night, at the night that he got his own, oh, yeah, he was like, about, yeah. He, so he has ten milligram gummies, and one of the bosses from Mutant was like, 
tell him not to do gummies. He's just getting started. Yeah, yeah. And we so we all agreed that we wouldn't. And then I forgot, <laughs> like five minutes later. <laughs> so he's like, "Yeah, I think I'd probably just take like two of these." I'm like, "Well, I Ooh. would take three. And I was like, "Oh, there was only 30. Okay. So then they convinced Jamie to do two. Okay, at that point. <clears throat> and then the next morning, Jamie comes and he looks fully rested. I go, "How many gummies do you have?" He goes, three. I'm like, "That's my boy." <laughs> And he's a happier but guy now. So again, Ron and I are heroes is the moral of the story. <laughs> and we gave money to a local business multiple times. <laughs> and he gets to Canada and he gives me, you know, you gotta go to the grocery store and get his groceries, right? He's got a little kitchenette by the gym. So yeah. he's you know, go get his groceries and stuff. And and of course, I, I go over there to see him, make sure he's all right. And he's got all his groceries and He's got some blunts already. He stopped at the little store by the groceries, picked up some blunts. So he's off He's off all on his own now. I have no more responsibility for him. He is he's his own man. <laughs> you got some good training in, though, while he, My while apologies. he was there. All that. <laughs> Richard did have great training because of it, because he slept well. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Are we going to do YouTube no. questions? What we got we some YouTube questions. <clears throat> I have a handful here, and we did have a weed question, so we'll have to get to that one. Should probably lead with that one. I mean, Jesus. Well, let's see. Yeah, we're already on the well, topic. On topic. Let's just let's just lead with that one. All right. Let me see which one this is. Uh, okay, here we go. Ron and Dusty, tell us about the best experiences you've ever had on edibles, and the worst experiences you've had on edibles. <clears throat> Could be the same day, even. Never know. I haven't. I've, so I only had. Uh, I had two times where I ate weed and I was like, you know, pretty like messed up. Um, I've I haven't taken that many edibles. I took a ten milligram. I'd say the best experience I ever had on edibles. How's this? The best was I took a ten milligram edible one time, and I went to Armbrist Gym and trained back. And I had a killer workout. And I did some extra volume because he had all these machines I wanted to try. And I of course. And killed it. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, rode the big blue and orange dumbbell. Did dumbbell rows of the big blue and orange dumbbell. The Denver Broncos dumbbell. And I fucking did bent rows. And I used some fucking playload of machines. I just had a killer back workout. And I remember that was like, I think that might have been the first time I'd taken an edible, like, in, in like decades too, like a w long time. So it was like a good, like, oh, that was, that was good, you know, cause it was a real pleasant experience. It was only 10 milligrams. So it was like, you yeah. know, my music sounded awesome. It was like, it was good. Um, the worst was always, was also still like cool. And I've told that story before, so I won't tell the whole thing, but I think it was like 96, uh, 90, no, it would have been like 97. I went to a Nirvana cover band in Australia and I ate three chocolate chip cookies that my buddy made. But I was out of the room when he told everyone just have one at the most. Ooh. And I ate three of them. <laughs> and I was on my third cookie. And he, yeah, we were in his house and I was on my third cookie and he looked at me and he goes, how many cookies did you eat? And I go, it's my third one. He's like, stop, stop. And I was like, oh. And he's like, these are really strong. And then 
I was so fucked up at that show. I was like melted into the wall. I couldn't even fucking, I was just mesmerized with how good the band was. Like they were incredible. <laughs> and I remember thinking like they were perfect. They even looked perfect. The guitar player was left-handed and everything. So it was just, they put on a great show. The bass player was like six foot four. So it was just perfect. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember just being so fucking high at that show on, on just cookies. Like I didn't smoke any weed or anything, just totally normal, but I just ate those cookies. And, and then that scared me off edibles for a long time. That's why I didn't do them for so long. And then I had the, the 10 milligram Denver experience. So yeah, those are kind of my, I don't know. That's all I got. I'm not a big edible guy. If I ever take edibles, it's to like sleep on a plane or go to bed, but that's rare. Right. I was going to say, I don't have a, I don't have a good edible story because my first experience was bad. Huh? So I, after the, after I got signed with mutant, I had the issue with my neck, which I didn't know it was my neck. I thought it was my shoulder at the time. And I was on some anti-inflammatory pain, whatever. And uh, a friend of mine suggested edibles. So he gave me, which was probably 30 milligrams now in hindsight. And he's like, just take these. And we're at lunch. So I took them. And I won't go with the long story, but let's just say it was about eight hours to the point that I was worried that I might have fried my brain. Like I actually had like a conversation with myself. Like if I wake up tomorrow and I'm still like this, I'm fucked. Like, like did I? Because one of those things where time was time was standing still. Yeah. Like I I told Ron this story when we were in Vegas, but like I laid down and I had told Evian, I said uh, I'm gonna come in. The, I'm just gonna lay down for a bit. And like hours had passed, so I came in the kitchen. I'm like, hey, sorry, I don't want you to worry. I know I've been laying down for a long time. So it's. it's I was like, it's been seven minutes. Like, oh, shit. So, yeah. No, no, no good story, though, because after that, you don't do those anymore. And then just like Ron, I started using them later for sleep. Um, right before bed, that's it. Like, even Jamie had them. I didn't ask just, for them. Like, mm. What do you mean, just just like Ron, I started using them for sleep? <laughs> Make it sound like only I use them for sleep. sleep. It's the only way Ron can sleep. Only that's what I heard. for sleep, which Ron does it every day. Like forty million. No, I heard. I've honestly, <laughs> taken edibles. I've taken, I've taken edibles like fifteen times in my entire life. Okay, yeah. So there of was which people. People also, also too. Thirteen let's, let's were take, to sleep. Thus, let's just also let's get one more thing. I have so many people that talk to me. They're like, you know, people who like smoke weed all day long. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, what do you like to smoke? I've had one guy, he's like, what do you like to smoke in the morning? And I'm like, in the morning? Like, I get lots of shit to do. Like, I have a big cup of coffee in the morning. Like, (laughs) I'm not like like a fucking, uh, people think I'm a chronic because I, like, openly talk about how much I love weed. But People make comments. Lots of stuff to do. I can't can't ride high. If I'm on my bike, anything you see on my bike, I haven't smoked weed at all that day because I, I want to stay clear headed for the bike. Um, if I'm, you know, training legs or something, no way, maybe arms, but like, maybe you arm. know, <laughs> maybe arms or maybe the shoulders. show. <laughs> I do have a hoot off the pen sometimes before the show there. It makes people happy to know that, but not all the time. There's lots of, lots of shows where I haven't had any hoots off the pen, you know, that's when he's not so, as good. Um, there was yeah, a the story days that I suck. <laughs> there was a story. That's rootless. It was here in oh, Detroit. One more thing. What, 
sorry, one quick thing. Yeah. When we have like a, a guest on, I'm I'm rarely ever because like just I want to make sure I'm good for the guest. You know, I don't yeah. you, I, I don't care about you guys. I can suck. <laughs> you guys can carry the show. Perfect. <clears throat> there was this, bad guest, you this couple that one of them was a cop. He got some. They didn't smoke weed. It was here in Detroit, but it was a national news story. Uh, he took some weed home from the evidence locker. And his wife made cookies or brownies out of it. It's Did you hear the story? Ever. Oh my god! Oh, I, I, I heard the clip. Me too. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Funny. He's like, "We're dying. Yeah. We're I'm dead. dead. I think yeah. I'm dying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Time is moving really, 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 really slowly. Time is going by really, 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 really slow. But then he also like seven times. Yeah. But then he also thought he was like, "Hey, do you have the score of the Red Wings game?" <laughs> At one point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is it game over? Mid, yeah. mid emergency nine one one call. By the way, what's the score of the game? She made brownies, and I think we're dead. Yeah, I think we're dying. We're yeah. dead. It was good. And what's the score of the game? All right. Oh, good stuff. I know All we right, got some other stuff. Um, Remember the news anchors were laughing their asses off at that one when they showed the clip. I didn't see. Oh, the, I didn't see that part. I just heard the clip, and then they used it so many times to like make different videos and animated right. videos so and stuff with the audio with the audio there's a video it's like ksx news oh. spokane like it's like a local news and yeah. there's two news anchors and they're giggling they're like we got a funny story out of detroit and they like play the audio and then when they cut back to them they're just killing themselves like they're just <laughs> it's good all right love the podcast guys uh great information and laughs question if you get a chance to answer, is it realistic to try and make the jump from light heavies to heavies at 35 years old? I have been consistently training for seven to eight years and am competing seriously for four now. Thanks for watching, Mitch. Well, um, I mean, you don't want to say it's not. I mean, I, I don't know enough about the guy to really give my opinion. Like if he's got you know, very mediocre genetics and he's, you know, 192 pounds on stage and his condition could still be better. Then I would say there's so much room in the light heavy class that, you know, it's probably not going to happen in the near future, you know, but if he's one of those guys, that's like, you know, I say he's been training seven, eight years. I mean, who knows? Maybe he's completely fucking blown up and he's still blowing up. Like, I don't know. It's hard to say, you know, if he's 198 and he's been forcing himself into light heavies, then yeah, he could be a heavyweight, you know, it's just not, not quite enough uh, info, but a lot of guys that jump from light heavy to heavy. So, you know, think of the average height of most guys. What is, what is average height? Is it five, nine? Is that actually mathematically the average height? Five. I would guess five nine, five ten, yeah. Because I feel like I'm at yeah, somewhere. So. I think five. I'll look it up. Five eight to five nine. I think five eight to five nine is the average height of a, a male. I have Anyways, my food now. The so point is, you want to mark this time, Scott? Yes. Five. Wait. A, what? It's AS, ASMR. Is, is that what it is? Dusty's going to do some ASMR. This is five six. Mm. This is just like the the random five, six, yeah. generic Google answer. It says. Human, yeah. just it's just for humans. So across the oh, world, human. not just the U.S. Oh, we need to know guys. So that's half female. <clears throat> it, no, yeah, no, 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 yeah. no. Human males five six. Human females five two. But I'm thinking that there's some countries where people are really short, so they're going to bring our averages yeah. down. You know, 
Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, let's just say five nine, whatever. Yeah. Five eight, five nine. Yeah, um, fuck what Google says. Five nine in the U.S. Well, there you go. Oh, okay. Five nine. So it's just five most, Go ahead. So most guys who fit into that five eight five nine category, the um, to be a heavyweight like two hundred, you know, two hundred to two twenty, that's like you know a good heavyweight where you can make the jump to the class and be successful. Those are like the guys with the better genes and, you know, usually taking the good drugs, blah, 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 that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Like most guys that are 5'8", light heavy is pretty big for them by the time they're dieted down. It, it's, um, you know, a lot of guys fall into that category. I know some really great bodybuilders that are light heavyweights at that height and they're really good. So, you know, they want to get to heavyweight because they need a bit more size. But I'm just saying that's a, you know, that's a big jump. Yeah. <clears throat> I agree everything you said. <clears throat> My answer is even more simple. You need to get better. So just yeah. progress. Let it take you where it takes you. And like Ron said, maybe you put on seven pounds, but come in four pounds harder yeah. and only gain three pounds and you're still light heavy. So I think that too many people, like, can this happen? I don't really like to worry about the finish line. Just head in that direction and you'll find out. Because you love bodybuilding, you're only 35, and we'll see. Because there's so many, like you said, there's there's things that you don't know the answer to. But if you have to drastically change your drugs or you know, and start getting risky or you know, blowing out your food, which you've already been eating a ton, that's probably not in the cards for you. So all I suggest is try to be better every year. And we'll see, you know, because I, I really do think, like you said, Ron, I've had a few people that I've taken on where when they came to me, they were doing so many things wrong and they were like a good heavy. And I'm like, give me a year. And they're 242 the next year and granted. <laughs> nice. And all you did was tweak little things because they were just genetically so good and they were just making a lot of mistakes. Yeah. You know, and then on the flip, I've had people that are just perfect. And I'm like, if we could just put on three pounds this year, <laughs> like I'd be ecstatic, you know? So it depends on which camp you belong to. And even if you could be like a, a perfect, say like you came in at 197, right? And then you, you, you gained and you were perfect at that weight. If you came in at like 205 a year and a half later and you were just as good, I don't care. Compete in heavies. Enjoy it. Get in there. Who knows what you'll get out of it? You know, you could you're, you yeah, could yeah. still do well, right? Even though, I mean, you're going to be giving up a lot of weight. You know, you could still do just as well. Yeah. Well, you, usually when you're on that level, you're shooting for the overall anyways. Yeah. I mean, that's what a lot of the guys that I train with are at that level. Winning is only winning the whole show. So if yeah. they lose to the heavyweight because they're 204, they're going to lose them at 198. Yeah. Too, so it's yeah. fine. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so I don't really like to worry about those because you are right. I didn't even think about that. A lot of people say, well, if you're not 220, you're not a heavyweight. And I'm like, no, nah, that's not true. Yeah. You know, you can be 5'7", 5'8", at 205 and you're a freak. Well, look at look at what happened. Look at Didashak at the Toronto Pro-Am last December when he turned pro. He was literally 199. No shit. And he won the heavyweights in the overall. Easily. Huh. You know, so it's yeah, that's incredible. You know, and then everyone was, and then the next day, David Henry asked him backstage. I was standing right there. He goes, "How did you make weight for two twelve? 
because David Henry hadn't didn't know me. He goes, where did you come from? And Steve goes, yesterday. And he goes, oh, yeah, right. Because like most people are like, you know, who are you, right? And he's like, I'm the new pro that just turned pro yesterday, right? Yeah. And then David Henry goes, how did you make weight? And he's like, dude, I'm like barely 200 pounds. <laughs> that says a lot when Dave Henry can't can't tell. You know what so I mean? It's all about illusion. You know, yeah. the illusion just can't be you can't you can't forget how important illusion is. And we get fixed on numbers and weight classes and all that, but at the end of the day, it's like, how do you look? Yeah. You know. All right, get another one here. Lukey, he says, um, another great one. Uh, I, I love insights into how it works behind the scenes. Question, uh, with so many athletes prepping and traveling all over the place, Jamie from the UK, uh, how do the athletes or you in the past handle your gear protocol? Will they be supplied, with air quotes, uh, by the others living in that area? Curious about it, but I totally understand if you can't talk about it uh, uh, thanks for sharing your stories. All the best from Austria. All, all I'll say is, um, you know, you got to have friends in low places, right? And, uh, and plan ahead, plan ahead, you know, plan ahead. That's all I can say. Plan ahead and, and, you know, helps to have I've had both. everywhere. <clears throat> I've had yeah. both. I've had times where I was gone for five days and I, I don't overanalyze the exact day I take a shot. So like oh, when we, yeah, when I was stuff. traveling, yeah. yeah, like when we would go back in the day for five days to England, I'd take a shot the morning of my flight and then I'd take shots when I got home. I didn't yeah. bother yeah, somebody. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. when I did like, I did uh, a longer stint in, um, in uh, Australia one year where we were gone for three weeks and I had friends that would just bring me, literally a loaded 200 milligram shot of test because I was on TRT, but I didn't really want to fuck my levels up. So in different towns, someone would just bring me a shot and I'd take it and move on. I knew them. I knew it was good. So I never even saw the bottle. So <clears throat> there's, um, yeah. So when you're talking about just normal living, like quite often you just, just go, just go do the trip. Don't even worry about it. I, I never, ever worried about any of that stuff when I did all that traveling with mutant. I just, front loaded I maybe took an extra shot of test before we left or something and um and then just just got through the five six day trip but um if someone's like you know four weeks out from a show five weeks out from a show or something and they're heavily prepping and they're going for like a guest appearance or something then you can you can bet they've just you know called a friend ahead of time and you know someone's coming over to their hotel room and sorting them out <laughs> you know same thing we do with weed Anyways, yeah, just like rock stars <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> what's what's Bidget? B I D no bid it. B I D E T says a bidet. Jerry. But oh, a bidet. Oh, does is there? I've never okay. So I've never used a bidet. Apparently, I don't know how to spell bidet either. Uh, but Jerry <laughs> says, does Ron use a bidet like all the other Canadians do? Or is he more? You mean all the other Canadians? Yeah, I was really confused by that. I was like, "Is this a brand yeah, of something?" Not, not I've never seen thing. a bidet in Canada in my entire life, ever. Yeah. 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 Okay, that answers that question. So they I've, are I've, awesome. I've, for the, the only place I saw the only places I saw bidets were I've been in some like really fancy houses where they had a bidet. Yeah. And um, 
I stayed in a couple fancy hotels where they had bidets. I don't even remember if they were in Canada or Europe. I think they were somewhere else. And um, yeah, I don't see them here in Canada. I don't know where they got that from. In Dearborn, which is the Arab capital of the United States, basically. Ah. Uh, yes. I've been in bathrooms at restaurants where I've seen, you know, that, uh, you know, the, at the, at the sink in the kitchen, they have that hose that you wash, you, you know, pull the hose out, wash your dishes. Yeah. I've seen one of those literally sitting next to the toilet, like connected to the toilet, basically. So but that's interesting because I, yeah, yeah. Get so right in I've there. Been nice. in, that's funny that you mentioned that because I've been in a couple houses that were owned by Arabs. Um, and I rented a condo when we first moved here. I yeah. rented a condo before we bought this one. I rented a condo and our landlord was, the person who owned it was Arab. And it had a hose but right by the toilet. And I was like, oh, interesting. You know what I mean? So that must was be like, like- Who washes uh, their like, dishes in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought, well, what I, what I used to use it for I used to take it and I'd fucking hose the toilet down if I left some skid marks, you know, just give it a... There you go. Yeah, good for cleaning up. Power washing. Yeah, Yeah, it's power power washing. I thought it worked pretty good. Yeah. It does make sense, yeah. Although I will say this, I mean, that whole concept seems like it it would be a cleaner situation than just taking some rough paper yeah, yeah. and rubbing it on your ass. Oh, you, you don't know? use paper. Well, that's why you got to have. Yeah. You got to have the well, you, you, uh, yeah, well, I always finish with a wet wipe. You got to finish with a wet wipe, you know. I wipe I wet wipe the whole time. I don't even need toilet paper. There you go, guys. Peasant. That's Jesus. very expensive. It's protein. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will give up other things in life like Every time Dusty shits, he spends $4 on wet wipes. <laughs> I only use 10 wet wipes every time I shit. goes through a pack Yeah, but think about it. Every time you get a ghost shit, you just save $4. <laughs> you get to reuse that wipe. It didn't actually do anything. Never mind. Okay. Eric asks us a question for next time. What is the most unorthodox thing you did to improve your physique uh, for or at least thought it would be? Uh, could be training, nutrition, supplements, etc. The most or- unorthodox thing. Hmm. I don't know how unorthodox this is, but I remember. I remember. I felt like my glutes weren't coming in one year, and Aceto was like, "Let's pull your post-workout carbs." So, like, I didn't have very many carbs eh, left, and you know, I only had like a bit in my breakfast, I think, and maybe a little bit post-workout or something. Yeah. And he's like, uh, let's put those carbs pre-workout and just use them to train and then don't eat any carbs after for the next three meals and go to bed with no carbs. And like everyone's so scared to shrink, right? Like, oh, I don't post-workout carbs. I'm not going to replenish my glycogen and all that stuff. But when you're in a massive deficit anyways, it, it, it almost felt like it, it kept me in fat burning. Like the post-workout carbs were maybe kicking me out of like fat burn, you know? So I train and eat like chicken and vegetables. And I remember the first time he did it with me, I remember the the first week I was like, holy shit, I like changed. So it's like something I do with people sometimes if they're on low carbs and they they like to have some post-workout, sometimes I'll just take it out, move it pre, have them burn it up while they're training and then just go literally no carbs post-workout for like three meals. I know everyone's always scared of shrinking, but sometimes when you're in prep, you just need to like lean into things a little bit. 
You Question. Know? So let me let me clear this up because I'm not completely sure. Are you saying like maybe you had like a, a cup of rice pre-workout, a cup of rice post-workout, and then he changed it so that you had that cup of rice cup of rice pre and post? Or I mean, the two cups pre-workout or or you didn't have any carbs I, I, pre-workout? I, no, no, it, was, it, it wouldn't have been the equal amount of carbs. He might have just like gone like a cup and a half pre and then none post. Like, you I know see. what I mean? Gotcha. He just tilted, like lean, gotcha. leaned into it. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I use that term a lot, leaning into it, you know? Whatever you're doing, just dial it up a bit. Like, yeah. You don't necessarily need to make massive changes, but hey, pull that post-workout carb meal out for a week. See what happens, you know? I actually remember making a note, come to think of it, that by just eating chicken and veg post-workout, like not having carbs post-workout, I felt like I wasn't that hungry for the rest of the night. Hmm. And I don't know if that's like, you know, when you're dieting really hard and you have that small carb meal, it like whew, really hits you and you like want more carbs. I don't know if that's maybe part of it. So I did the, um, <clears throat> I got it from uh, John Meadows actually, but I started with my nighttime cardio purposely pushing it until my blood sugar dropped huh? and then going home and not eating and going to bed. Yeah. It was something he talked Go about once <clears throat> and I was like, area. yeah. And, and he talked about it and I actually, uh, I reached out to him. I was like, you know, is this something? And he goes, he goes, I know it sounds weird. He goes, but I, I got, cause it was when he was trying to really make weight at one point because it really worked. And I was like, all right, so we'll see. So on the nights that I was like, and I wouldn't say do endless, but on, uh, at that point, my carbs were so low and they were first thing in the morning. So like I would just kind of push if it didn't happen and I was done with the cardio, I would just go home. But sometimes it would happen and you got like 10 minutes left. I would push through the rest of the cardio, have to sit on the machine for five or so minutes to like get my head straight, drive home and then just go to bed and could be placebo but i swore after a time i'm like i texted him i'm like holy shit huh like again i'm not saying it's magic but it was like you said Ron. you're just leaning into it you do it a little more you know or if i yeah. could feel you know when you're feeling like a little like you're feeling that come on and i'd look and i was supposed to do like 30 minutes or 35 minutes and i'm at like 32 i'd be like i'm just gonna go until it hits so that might be at 40 and i'd be like oh well let's just go and it was pretty nuts. So I think also, and this is the part that I enjoy is I also just kind of like those type of things because you're like, there's something wrong with you. If you think that this <laughs> is the good route to go. And I enjoy that because everyone else was better than me. So it was like, I had to have something in my bag of tricks. Cause it sure as hell wasn't genetics, muscle, shape, size, proportion, or any of those things. <laughs> I, I never I never tried it. I never tried it, but I was always fascinated with the concept of it's very similar. It's exactly the same, but just augmented. The guys that would take like two IUs of insulin yeah. and then do their cardio and then go to bed with no carbs. Good God. So it's like so the two IUs of that, insulin people. are one I yeah, yeah, no, well, these are guys who already know what they're doing, but it might only be one IU. <laughs> like, it was a tiny amount of insulin. It was just enough insulin so they would drop and glucagon would get released. You know what I mean? Like, if your blood sugar gets low enough, then you get to, your glucagon starts pumping out while you're doing your cardio, and that's very lipolic. You burn fat. In a glucagon-dominant environment, you burn more fat. So 
you're getting into a fat burning state and a glucagon dominant state and then you're going to bed so it was like the same sort of idea but just with a little bit of insulin to like speed it up maybe you were doing 30 minutes of cardio but with two two units of insulin you only need fucking 15 minutes of cardio maybe i don't know so but yeah i'd always thought it was interesting you know just a little too chaotic for me to be into I've seen people do that even just like for their like AM fasted cardio, you know, a couple one yeah. or two IU for that. And then they feed obviously after, you know, yeah. yeah. I did something weird one time. Well, more than one time. I did a lot of weird stuff. in bodybuilding. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah. wait. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I did something though that I've, time. I've never heard people doing before. And I've never been a fan of like saunas, anything like that. And, and I've yeah, never, yeah. I've never thought like, Oh yeah, you need to sit in a sauna to lose fat, you know, that kind of thing. But I got to this point in a contest prep and mind you, so I was competing at like 195-ish and then took 18 months to grow. And then I came back and I was like, you know what? I, I need to get leaner and I'm just going to get as lean as I effing can. And and I don't care if I, quote, lose muscle. And I did. I ended up losing muscle. I dieted down to – I stepped on stage at 181 the next contest. I've actually – I've got a picture here uh, I'll show it to you guys. Boom. This is me, 181 that year. Legs were – depleted mostly but i was pretty lean like i didn't have any fat left on my body at all that year you know and the thing that i did was just just part of it was you know you sweat a lot at night on trend and i i started like as you guys said lean into that so i was like yeah i wonder what would happen if i like just put my electric blanket on me just on low and i started sleeping with an electric blanket and i'd wake up in the middle of the night sweating so i i I had these towels. I put towels down, like beach towels on the bed, and I'd sleep with the electric blanket. I'd wake up like three hours later soaked, and I'd be like, oh, I got to change the towels, change the towels, put the blanket back on. I'd do that all night long for like a month straight. <laughs> You're a machine. <laughs> and I just got Psychotic, like crazier and crazier looking, you know? And I do think that there was something to it because like I got fucking nutty. It was crazy looking. Uh I never had any clients do that, by the way. But it, it, you know, whatever it was, it was just like this thing in my head. I was like, I'm going to do this, and I and I did, and it was it was an interesting experience. So that was my my weird thing. Sometimes when the voices I, uh, talk, you should listen. And sometimes sometimes you should don't. tell them no. Sometimes drink some fluid, <laughs> and go to bed. Yeah. On, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I remember for the Albertas one year, the yeah. year I won the show ninety nine. It was my poverty prep when I was going to college, but I was doing my cardio at like six in the morning and I was walking outside because I didn't have, I would have had to drive to the gym and it was like minus fucking 20 Celsius. So I had to warm my car up, then go to the gym and it would have been a big production. So I just walked outside and it was winter time because I started my prep in February. So it was minus 20. There were days when it was minus 30 for fuck's sakes, which I don't know what that is to an American, but. Minus 40 is minus 40 on both scales. So, yeah. So minus 40 is the same as minus 40 Celsius, and it would be like minus 30 Celsius, so really fucking cold. And I would just put my winter jacket and my toque and my gloves on, and I would just go outside and walk around the frozen lake by the house. And um, I would be fucking freezing cold when I left the house. Like, as soon as I got outside, I'd be like, holy fuck, you know? And by the time I got about halfway around the lake, I'd be pretty warm. And uh, I wasn't dressed for the weather. I was using like the speed of my walking to like warm me up. 
And, um, and I remember just thinking like how effective my cardio was. Like I was just, fat was just falling off me. And you know, they say if, if you really want to like generate thermogenesis, you know, fucking, cold. we should, we should sit in fridges all the, all day long, you know, <clears throat> and shiver shit, you know, sit in fridges and shiver and, and stuff like that. So I just, I was, you know, maybe it was like accidental cold therapy. I didn't mean to be doing it, but I was doing like cold therapy cardio, you know, nose would just be frozen when I got back, like fucking fingers were blue, you know? So and I'd shiver while I was making my breakfast. I'd still be shivering, you know, oh God. it was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. For uh, all Americans or Europeans, toque equals beanie. Moving I was forward. I was wondering if we should. Yeah. <laughs> as you said it i knew it i was like i don't know that dudes are googling they've stopped everything i'm done eating they're annoyed still and now you got to come up with a foreign word yeah it's terrible all right so we got days and toques the days and toques question for the next pod uh do you feel high volume and low volume physiques are different and how Ooh, no. I think that uh, high-intensity physiques look different. And what I mean by that is people who train hard as fuck. Because Jay Cutler trained hard as fuck in high volume. Ronnie Coleman trained hard as fuck in low-volume, high-consistency, because it was actually high-volume at the yeah. end of it, because he trained back thickness, twice then back. <clears throat> yeah, twice a week. Dorian trained high-intensity, the true meaning of it and they all look like granite and are built like brick shit houses yeah i i still think you know intensity of effort is the most important factor in the gym with obviously you have to direct your energy in the correct way with form and execution or you just wind up you know blowing everything but um you know i think intensity is the the difference maker and I think that all the other stuff is just like tweaking of principles and distribution of effort, you know, and uh, like some guys might put a little more effort into the prep sets and then less and then don't, don't do forced reps, but they do more total sets. It's just, it's, you know, it's all about workload at the end of the day and recovery. It, it comes down to what <clears throat> I, I've said this before on the show, but for those who haven't seen the many other episodes because we're no longer listening to numbers <clears throat> that we've done <clears throat> chris aceto i reached out to him when we first started and i said do you have any preference to what style of training i do and he said yes i want you to train fucking hard and that was the only answer i needed yeah. <clears throat> because that is the yeah. answer so i think a lot of people get really caught up same thing like because i'm you know, kind of the, the last poster boy of DC training that worked under Dante. A lot of people come to me and they'll ask, like, is the only way you'll train me DC? And I'm like, 85 to 90% of my clients cannot train that way. It doesn't hmm. work for them or they're not right. ready for it. So, you know, training hard is the magic. I also love when people say that Jay used to train light. Well, he trained light and a lot of volume. I'm like, are you out of your mind? I've seen him incline 405 multiple yeah. times. I've seen him bent row 405 multiple times. Like, light in what? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. For he sure. wasn't doing singles, no, but 
you know, it just, it's funny when people say that because they just decide that it had to be. And I'm like, I've seen it with my eyes in front of me. Yeah. Like he'd never trained light. Yeah. And he trained hard as hell and fast. Actually, Jay trained a lot like you, Ron, like fast. Huh. Like yeah, you would do a set went pretty fast. and then Throw a take a on. short break and then go again. And that's the other thing. That's what made, you know, 315, 405 on a Smith heavy. Because I'm like, no, no, the dude waited like 63 seconds between sets. I mean, yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's heavy as hell. 315. Dude, <laughs> I mean, if you're a 500-pound squatter, then do 315, wait 60 seconds, do it again, wait 60 seconds, do it again. Tell me that doesn't start to feel heavy. Yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. Got a few more here. All right. So question for the next show. I know it's diet that will dictate if you're cutting or bulking and not the PEDs, but I do believe that some are just better than others for putting on mass or cutting. Uh, That being said, I'm competing in physique and will start a cycle for bulking with test E, NPP, and EQ. He says front load. Uh, so how much beneficial, uh, how beneficial would it be to stack trend on a bulk cycle, which already has the base compounds and how much more effective, if at all, is stacking four, five, six compounds on average doses instead of one to three compounds max throughout the cycle? I haven't thought that much about bodybuilding my entire career. That's like, yeah. Well, first of all, um, I don't think anyone at all, period, should ever use Tren unless they're prepping for a show and they're very serious. That's my take on Tren. So no, not off-season. I wouldn't use it in the off-season. I never once used it in the off-season or to bulk or anything like that. Tren is something you save for shows because you shouldn't be taking it for very long and you should try to take as little of it as possible. That's my take on trend. And um, so no to the off season. And um, you're already on plenty of gear. If you're on three things in, in the off season and you're doing men's physique, you know, yeah. for men's physique, um, you should be able to build uh, that type of physique with, you know, a lot less drugs than, than, than bodybuilding for 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 sure you know and um you shouldn't need these big stacks for that sort of stuff you know there's too many guys in men's physique that have the genetics to do it that are on hardly anything yeah you know that's my i see some of these men some of the guys that are like almost natty like they're i know who they are you know there's some like top level guys that i've talked to and they're like yeah i just like do like 250 test and 300 master on and they're fucking they look like super heavyweights in board shorts, you know, mm-hmm. Absolutely. competing. I talked about this, how I feel like men's physique has stolen a lot of the supers because <clears throat> of the structure. Right. But, um, and you're competing against those guys, your off season cycle shouldn't have to be fucking two grams of shit. <clears throat> it's just, um, that's my take. I don't know. Dusty. I, mean, I don't know what I'm talking <clears throat> about. Seriously. You, you, you covered it for me. I mean, it's not even about men's physique. It's, it's all divisions. Like, yeah. I think that, you know, I was kidding with my remark, but like, I think we, a lot of us overthink bodybuilding in general, but the, overthink the, the things that are the, the, uh, 
the smallest details and then underthink the others. Like rather than focusing that much, I'd be like, okay, you've got your three drugs. Those are fine. It looks like you're planning on front loading the EQ and getting off it because you know you shouldn't be on it too long. Great. Now let's get obsessive about the training. Let's get obsessive about the rest. Let's get obsessive about the supplements that'll help that recovery beyond the drugs. <clears throat> because if you're a billionaire and you are given the genetics that none of these drugs will hurt you, I still wouldn't put you on like five or six drugs at a time. So it's yeah. not about, I'm not even saying that from a stance of health. I'm saying it really won't be better. Yeah. And if you're, you know, food's such a big deal. Like I know these numbers don't matter, but just for sake of argument, I had a, I had a client that I took on and he, he was doing 400 tests a week with 500 Primo and 50 Anovar a day. That's what he was doing. And he was on that for like two months. And he came to me and he was like 199, 198, 200, like his weight was around there. And I said, well, first of all, get off the DHTs because we want, you know, just, just get off all that. Just take the test. So he goes down to just the test and it's been a couple months now and he's 212. Nice. So it's food, the bulking cycle. Mm -hmm. People think about how many drugs can they stack during their bulking cycle, but you know, you gotta, you gotta eat to make the scale move too, you know? So keep that in mind. Yeah. I found out what I was way, food's way higher, right? That's the whole point is food went up like way up. When so. I used to take higher doses, I think the attack it had on my body made it harder to eat because you're essentially, you know, depending on what you're doing, like I had to get rid of orals and things like that. And I know you could take them before bed. Um, but I just found anything that affected my eating, I threw away because that caused more damage than good, hmm. you know? Yeah. So everything should go back to what can I do that allows me to eat as much as possible and rest as much as possible. It's like the trend thing. If it's affecting your sleep, it's not a good trade, sure, you know, surely not in the off season. Um, and I'm not as anti as Ron. I've had people take trend in the off season, but short baths, um, and they're not using a ton in pre contests or they've got two years of off season. Um, <clears throat> but definitely something where if it was affecting their sleep, I'd be like, okay, we don't need it. It's not magic. We'll do something else, you know? So, but yeah, four or five, six things. If nothing else, it just seems like a pain in the ass to take your shots. I got one more as dusty would say. We have a very important question here. Oh, yes. Fuck, Mary kill. Hot sauce. So easy. Mustard so of easy. any kind. Barbecue sauce. And go. Yeah. Mustard is Satan's semen. Okay. <clears throat> Fuck mustard. <laughs> kill mustard. I've never. How's this? I've never once used mustard on anything I've ever eaten on purpose. I accidentally ate mustard a couple times and I was like, fuck. Ugh. So he means yeah, kill mustard for the mustard. record. Kill mustard. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Um, I would marry hot sauce and then I would fuck barbecue sauce like as often as I could and try not to let hot sauce know about it. Well, you're not Ronnie Coleman. You can't get away with barbecue sauce year round and still look. <laughs> well, Masterpiece. I don't like barbecue, barbecue sauce. sauce they make. Yeah. I don't agree with that either. 
They have that G Hughes. I don't think the masterpiece is the best. You ever have that the G Hughes barbecue sauce? It's like made with Splenda or something. It's good. Yeah, it's solid. Um, it's solid for sure. But so I, I, I have a funny. I, I have a funny tale. I was in the states somewhere. I can't remember if it was Illinois or where the fuck I was, and I was at a fast food joint. And I asked, I think I ordered like a chicken burger. I can't remember which one it was because you got all those ones down there that we don't have, right? Like you got ins and outs and steak and shake. And I can't remember where the fuck I was eating. And I asked for a barbecue sauce. And when I opened the bag and pulled out the blue barbecue sauce thing, it was Masterpiece. Huh. And I was like, oh, <laughs> the best barbecue sauce they make. And I was like, exactly. I got the Ronnie Coleman barbecue sauce. Well, that was the only time I've ever seen Masterpiece barbecue sauce was I got a little container of it once. Maybe someone down there knows where the hell they give that out, or maybe they were just using it at the time. But I was like, ah, fuck. I remember like being all like, this is masterpiece. And I like took my time to really taste it. I was like, how right is Ronnie Coleman, you know? <laughs> let try it out. Did you look bigger the next day? I think the pumps, it was like, there's extra salt <clears throat> in there or something. That something. Is. High yeah. sodium. I can see that. I can see that. I agree with everything he just said, so I have nothing to add to that uh, Mary Fuck Kill. Okay. Okay. That's all we got on the YouTube, guys. Oh, okay. That's good. We smashed through it. Well, episode number, this is a lot of episodes, is all set then. We'll put the numbers still on, on the release. You know well, what I mean? We won't say it, though. Yeah. That way, if we can move things around, if we need to move things around ever, then we, we're good to do that, you know? Is there anything else this we episode? had to talk about? Huh? No, we just really needed to talk about yeah. my dead battery, and we covered that, so we're good. Dead silence. I got something okay. I can show you guys. I got. Oh, I, done? I got to bring something home. Check this out. What's her name? Oh. Oh, Ooh. is that the twenty-two? Oh, what what is that? This is the. That's uh, not the assassin twenty-two you had, is it? No, this <laughs> is the uh, this is the Obsidian Nine on my Glock. Oh, so, the Obsidian Nine, of course. Of course, yeah. I got to bring it home. You didn't know that right when you pulled it out. Yeah. Obvious. So, yeah, it's, it's the cool thing with is, the extended clip. Yeah, the cool thing is, I already checked it, guys. We're we're uh, empty here. Dusty, I have this feeling of freedom flowing through me just by sitting with him. <laughs> you can this also this break this down, <clears throat> and so you can have less of a silencer. Yeah, yeah. Like, in case you want, like you know, a little bit more mobility inside the house, this cap comes off. You pop it right on there, and then it's only this long. It's not How as quiet. Is that like if you you don't want the neighbor to hear, but it's okay that the roommate knows he's about to die too? It's it's for yeah. moving around the house so you don't blow your eardrums out, you know? But you still yeah. can, you know, when you're take clearing care of your house of intruders. Naturally, yeah, yeah. So no. I got to bring this Anyone home finally. Anyone who doesn't chip in for property tax is considered an intruder. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I got to bring it home. I'm happy about that. This is... Uh, this is freedom at its finest here. Fuck yeah. Can you yeah. shoot? I would like a round with nothing, a round with the half barrel, half silencer, then a round yeah, with the live full silencer. Like, so I can hear. Can you, if you do that now. Can you do a few desk pops? <laughs> desk pops. <laughs> I mean, if I had the subsonics out, we technically could, but... I don't think that would be the responsible thing, you know, here in the house. You don't have like a, a an area of your house you can you can send rounds into. We just send rounds over to the east. Yeah, 
What, no, what would no, it take? Don't. Like five bed mat, five mattresses with plywood between them? Would that stop the bullet? I don't, I don't even know. I wouldn't want to find out. But they do tests <laughs> like that. YouTube, you know, you'll you'll see all sorts of videos where they're like, so let's can see. You use yeah, yeah, yeah. You could. You could see how many like rounds. You know, like how you, you could, and then you could do this. Let's do that. You mean like right now? <laughs> like like find a video of this? They so do have. That, that's a no, nine for mil? next week. You got a yeah. nine mil? Is that, yeah. is that your nine mil? This is a nine mil can, and now I have a twenty-two can that is still being held that I'm waiting for. Which that one? You you saw the video on that? That was very quiet. Yeah. Literally, it's just like a click, click. Click, click, click. That wasn't even like a movie. That was less than a movie. Yeah. Yeah, that was so quiet. So that's the gun you'd need if you were like literally in a crowded subway station. You oh, yeah. People right would never know. And just, you just walk right up, put four rounds up into a guy's heart or right, or whatever, and just let, watch him, let him drop and walk away. Get yeah, on your train. You never gone. know. You never know. It's fucking perfect. I like that you just made need. like a whole visual. It's like, like Ron has had the need to shoot someone on a subway before. Not the restaurant. Yeah. Wow. Hey, hide in plain sight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this just is, walk this right is up to the table. Just walk right up to the table, and you just put. Since it's a twenty-two, that's why the assassins always like double tap at least, right? You got to have a yeah, few rounds, right? And headshots. You got to do a headshot with a twenty-two, so it rattles around in the brain. That's <laughs> the thing about a twenty-two is you get a real small entry, and then it doesn't come out because it just fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's a good this good gun for killing people. Yeah. It's the assassin's weapon of choice because it's so quiet. Like, share, subscribe, comment, ring the bell, and order from IamMutant.com using yep. either my code, Dusty20, or Ron, Big Ron20. There you go. He doesn't even know his fucking code. You want to order from a guy that doesn't know his own code? Anyways. Well, I don't order from um, his podcast. Do you think dialing, you know? So, valid. Okay. I don't know your phone number either. <clears throat> okay. Thanks, everybody, and remember, it's just bodybuilding. Oh.